Ugh, I'm ready to talk about the mind fucking scene. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you. Do you like boys with wings or maybe horns or tails? Maybe you're into scales. Perhaps you want to be the lizard queen. Do you find yourself attracted to fictional characters like maybe vampires? Do werewolves make you cream? Then welcome to our podcast. This is the place for you. Freaks and geeks are welcome and weebs will take you to kind of said that like Owen Wilson. Wow. Oh, wow. That was a big burp. Wow. My name's Owen Wilson. Wow. No hate for Owen Wilson. I'm sure he's a great guy. No, he, I'm, yes, I'm sure he seems like a very nice fellow. And uh, no scandals have really come out about Owen Wilson. I don't think they're trying to... They're not trying to target him. No, no one's coming for Owen Wilson 2020 yet. I mean, it could still happen. It could. The night is young, really. (laughs) I would would not be surprised. We've got three whole months to fill of good. Throw on another one, you know. Throw on another one, you know. I was like, oh. I remember I was wanted to make another I want to make another calendar. And I was like, I don't know how I'll fill 12 months. This was like in in July or August. And then since like Trump got COVID, RBG died, like all this shit. And I was like, oh, I have plenty of material. I just got to wait till like the beginning <laughs> of, you know, like the end of November and then I'll start drafting because there's still plenty of time in these next two months for all sorts of ridiculous shit to happen. Yep. Yeah. 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 Okay. <clears throat> We've peed. I think we're ready, Paris, to talk about... Feyre and Reeson's just annoyingly blissful mating bond. Here comes a spoiler. Um, And I want to start off with a quote from page 20. Quoting Cassian. And uh, he talks about how jealous he is of Reeson. And uh, he says, she loves you in a way I've never seen anybody love anyone. (laughs) And um, it's just uh, makes me sick. Uh, (laughs) It's painful. It's so painful. It's just because I love I love it so much. And I. And we all know God. comparison is the thief of joy. <laughs> but bitch, I am bankrupt. I damn. Like I get I get mad. I get so fucking mad. Like I was reading, I read up to just before thing the ball really gets rolling. Like all the emotional juicy things are out of the way and shit's about to go down. And then, like, Casper walks into the room to, like, blow me a kiss. And I look up for my book. And I was like, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> I was like, I was like, you've interrupted me. Like, you, this is, this is an incredibly crucial moment. What do you have to say? What, what do you need from me? And he was like, I just wanted to blow you a kiss. Bye. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no. Get your ass back here. Because you interrupted me, and now you're going to sit here, and you're going to cuddle with me for a while, because <laughs> you can't just interrupt this moment. You can't just, like, tear me out of this world, and then just, like, leave again. It's not acceptable. <laughs> I was really, I was salty as fuck, but I got over myself, and then I was able to finish the book, and, um, man, 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 man. I think it's important to note that both Felon and I are incredibly lucky to have the boyfriends that we do because Mm. of the shit we put them through with our like love and need for fantasy Mm -hmm. and the fae and yet they still they you know take a licking and keep on ticking they (laughs) like brady's like unfazed 
by it at this point, and it's just, I feel very thankful that he accepts my, like, love and need mm-hmm. for, um, like, boys with wings, you yes. know? Thank you for this opportunity in Paris to say grace, because we are, <laughs> we are very lucky, and we do have good ones. We do have mm-hmm. wonderful boyfriends, and, like, Casper and I joke a lot about these things and um I think one of the things that I like the thing that I love most about him and like my relationship with him is that like I can talk about this stuff and he doesn't take like offense or he doesn't he doesn't take it to heart to where it like wounds him (laughs) that's awesome yeah yeah so Feyre and Recent go to the cabin where they first fucked. Ugh. Not where they fingered. Where they fucked. <laughs> on paint. On top on of paint. paint. On the table. <laughs> if you don't remember that, uh, reread it. Cap- reread it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they <laughs> smash. Uh, Recent. Farah accepts, accepts the mating bond. Recent. I believe it's chapter 54, maybe? <gasps> One of those? 55. It's chapter 55. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, Mist and Fury, yes. pick up your novel right now and, and uh, ta- tune in. That and then come back. And then come back. Yep. Um, he tosses her on the table. He eats her out. They fuck for like a day. Just like straight. <laughs> There's just like a lot of, lot of dicking down. It's amazing. Um, so it's solstice. It's solstice. It's the night of solstice. It's her birthday. And over the course of this book, Feyre has come to the conclusion that her gift to resend for Solstice, other than her hideous finger painting of her, <laughs> her inner beast. Her monster self. Her monster self. Um, is the gift of a child with resend. This is her Solstice gift. And so he winnows her, before he knows about this, he winnows her to a cabin. And I think one of his gifts to her was that just some fucking time to smash because they have not really had time to smash in this book really at all mm-hmm. and uh she's like hey i want to change my tattoos because i know that these eyeballs on my palms are cool but i'd rather have the mountain insignia on them with the three stars the night court symbol and he's like bitch that's a serious that's a serious proclamation because those cannot be changed ever after that and she's like well it's cool that i'm gonna stick around then isn't it and he was like oh and then she's like hey buddy open up your mind hole because i'm gonna show you something and he's like oh (laughs) and she's like here's a picture of our son that i saw in the second book when i met the weaver and he's like fuck and then he changes her tattoos and she's like sir i was promised a wall you told me when you first finger blasted me into oblivion that you would fuck me <laughs> against the wall so hard that the picture frames <laughs> fell off. And he was like, how will it be, Farah?" in this moment? And she was like, hard enough for the pictures to fall off. Mm. And so he fucking like lifts her up and he's like, he doesn't pound her yet. Oh, no. He, like, stands in front of her. He undresses her. She undresses him. And he, like, eats her out first. (laughs) She's like, wow. And we're like, wow. And then he, like, lifts her up. And he, like, sheets himself. And he's, like, talking to her while he does it. Wow. One of my favorite (laughs) lines was, he took his time. That was, like, its own paragraph. Yeah. Those words. And, um, so important. It's so important. He took his time eating her out. And so when he starts <laughs> to smash, they're like, have, I can't, I'm like blushing. I, I, I can't even, it's just so good, <laughs> you guys. It's so fucking good. And then, um, after like they have an explosive or she has an explosive organ as the first time she's like, hey open up your mind hole again and she like shows him a picture of his son again which like i remember reading this for the first time and be like y'all jacking off to your kid 
Okay, a little weird, champ, but all right. Like, <laughs> but she's like, they, they. I don't know if they come together the first time, but she comes and she's like, "Hey, can you fuck me in here?" Oh no, she goes into his mind. How is it? She looks down. Think- she looks down <laughs> at him, like penetrating her. She's like, "Wow." This is fucking nuts. And he's like, hey, baby, get in, hop in my mind. You want to watch? And she's like, <laughs> hop over here. Hop over here in this seat. And so <laughs> she, like, sends her mind into his mind. And she watches him fuck her through his eyes. And he's like, watch how I fuck And also, face. oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Please say that again. That's so important. Watch as I fuck you, Pharaoh. Like, look at how I fuck you. What <laughs> the fuck? Dude, I like that Farah's like also kind of getting turned on by herself. Yeah, like Reese like looks at her and she's like, "Oh fuck, I'm hot." Yeah, and he's like, "Don't you see? Can't you? Don't you understand now how I haven't been able to help myself because you're so goddamn fine?" And she's like, "Fuck, (laughs) I am fine, and this is all fine." But she's like beyond words. So Farah is like all of us in this moment. She's just like, "Ah, "I can't." (laughs) I'm here for the ride. I'm here for the ride. And I appreciate that Reason just keeps talking. He just keeps saying shit, you know? Because, like, Mm -hmm. he could say something and then her not reply and then him just, like, not say anything after that. And that would be a boring sex scene. So the reason why I say, like, their bliss is annoying, like, their perfection is annoying, is because, like, real life isn't like that. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, people say stupid shit or people, you know, like, that can take you out of it and then you have to work to get back in it like it's not it's not a bad thing it's just different and it's not perfect it's just, like written text it's is. like very human it like sex isn't supposed to always be perfect and like yeah. sex is sometimes funny and sex is sometimes gross and sex is sometimes like awkward and sometimes you like smack each other in the face on accident right. and like that just is kind of like what happens but like or maybe you have creaky hips like a 70 year old woman <laughs> Heard the sound that came out of me, Fallon. But <laughs> holy shit! I I don't know. Your hips, your hips. No, I didn't say mine. I just said I said that could be a problem that some people might have. I hear that's really it's common not, in twenty-year-olds that it's your, su- your super common and your hips and your knees they pop sometimes. And you know, if your neck's really long and you have like forward head posture sometimes like your neck muscles are strong where you rely on your head and you like push up you push your body up when you're on top using your head sometimes because you forget you have arms sometimes sometimes sex is lazy and and you just starfish there and then your partner makes fun of you afterwards for for just being a starfish but it feels better that way. You know? Oh my god. I can't I can't breathe. I can't. I don't know you're laughing. But not you, there. right? Just like some not me. some people. Not I. Not I. <laughs> uh, and sometimes you queef, you know? <laughs> sometimes not I. Not not no. Not us. No. Sometimes, never on occasion, I've heard sometimes if you're in certain positions, the air will just kind of, you know, puff, puff, puff out if you're tilted in a certain way, especially in like doggy style, you know, it can get a little crazy, the air, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I wish, I wish people would incorporate those embarrassing things into their books. So at least we didn't feel bad about it. Yeah. Like, like reasons, like. Oh, look how I fuck you, Farah. Uh-huh. And then she queefs. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah, and he's like, he could be like, oh, I fucking love that. Instead of being like, oh, whoa, weird. <laughs> like, did you just pussy fart? <laughs> <laughs> that would be the worst to hear. <laughs> Please tell me. You ever? Please tell me. <laughs> No one has ever said that to you, Barry. I don't know what you're talking about. Not me. 
Uh, oh my god, all the air is coming out of me, out of my mouth. <laughs> Same. I mean, what? <laughs> it's a human thing. It happens, but not in these books. No. No, it's so unfair. Even when Pharaoh was human, Tamlin wasn't like, oh, damn, girl. You know, like, oh, there's a little bit of toilet paper. <laughs> no, no, Valen, no. Oh, no. I, um, I've never, that's never happened to me, ever. I've read about that. I've but read it's about never that. To me and either, I, yeah. I had a friend actually. Um, that happened to and fortunately oh, her partner no. just like rolled with it and didn't tell <gasps> her uh, no, until no, 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 later no. um but it, i heard it was really embarrassing for her afterwards and she's been like incredibly anal about the cleanliness of her anal <clears throat> oh my god anywho so, is Farah is in reese's mind while reese is in Farah. And Feyre's watching Reese get into Feyre. And he's like, look at how I fuck you, Feyre. Feyre's like, can you fuck me in here? And he, like, pauses for a moment. And he's like, absolutely. It would be my pleasure. And so they, like, writhe around. They're, like, magic, their psyches, their brain power, whatever the fuck it is, inside his head. They are tumbling, and he's, like, fucking her while he's still fucking her against the wall. And it's just so much. It's so much. I'm trying to find what chapter is that because like, there's a line that's so good. Oh, it's page um 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 two oh. Oh, I found it. Two to two oh seven. I found it. Okay, there's Pharaoh <laughs> says, "We had no bodies here, but I felt him as he seduced me. His dark power wrapping around mine, licking at my flames, sucking on my ice, wow. scraping claws that's against my own." <laughs> And it's such a good line. So good. So good. Just like, we don't know what's happening. We don't need to know. We just know that it's amazing. And it's in her head. And, and it's it's good. So unfair and unrealistic. But it's okay because we're here. We're here and we're in it to win it. Um, and then the line directly underneath that mm-hmm. said, and then I had a big queef. I th- right. Okay. Excuse me. Sorry. I, there's another line. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you misquoted it. Let me pull it up real quick. No, please. Yes. Correct okay. me. Okay. Over and over. Power and flesh and soul. Until I think I was queefing. I believe is what it says at the very bottom of 205. Uh, yes. Oh, sorry. 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 Over and over. Power and flesh and soul. Until I think I was queefing. Until I think he was roaring and my mortal body clenched around him, queefing. Yes, that's what my uh, copy says also. Okay, cool. So it's not, it's, uh, that's in everyone's book. So you guys can find that again. It's on the bottom of page uh, 205 into the very top of page 206. If you're interested (laughs) in reading that. um, If you just wanted to go over that again. That portion of this six page long sex scene. Um, which I feel like should be a minimum, minimum page requirement, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, uh, they come and uh, she uses, she describes it as him spilling. And I was like, wow, how graphic, how wonderful, how delightful. That doesn't turn me on at all. Um, <laughs> his, his come. <laughs> It doesn't do it for you? Uh, no. No, ma'am. Not at all. Not high. <laughs> Not high. There's a reason, people. There's a reason we need male contraceptives. It's not that it isn't hot, okay? It's not that it isn't hot. It's just not safe. It's just not safe. Oh, my fucking God. It's so unfair. That Farrah gets unlimited cream pies with no cost. No <laughs> risk. No price. Well, they have, like, you know, you can get an IUD, but then again, that's, like, the girl, like, the woman 
female exactly. person getting the IUD. Yeah. And I mean like, like they don't have they don't have like a little tiny dick IUD for men. No. Which is Or like so one that they just like take an incision and like insert it in the balls, you know? Yeah, into like a into one like nut sack. Yeah. Yeah. Or they just like they clamp them. Yeah. You like, don't have um, to you don't have to serum. You just have to like give them a little clampy clamp. I just imagine like, you know, like a bread tie. Mm-hmm. They like put something like that around the nuts. Yeah. And then and then and then we're good. And then when you won't have kids, you just untie the bread. <laughs> just take the bread tie off. Duh. And you'll get a discount if you bring your own. <laughs> You'd have to have little tiny nuts. Little tiny nuts. Yeah. Anyways, bottom line, it's not fair. It's not fair that they have male contraceptives in this universe and we don't have them in ours. No. What the fuck, dude? It's so ridiculous. I hope my children have that to work with. Oh, God. Me too. I I hope that they have it for, um, like, uh, people who have, like, female sex organs and people who have male sex organs in Mm -hmm. the future. And I hope that it's equally as accessible mm-hmm. and um and it's pretty cheap yes 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 free ideally free yeah if it was free oh what a world one thing one thing that i just don't fucking get i just don't fucking get it is uh, like i <sighs> contraceptives ideally prevent pregnancy yes our planet cannot fucking afford any more humans on it okay in fact we need to roll that number back so i don't understand like why legislators and people who like want to make it difficult for people to access contraceptives people across the spectrum like i don't understand because they don't believe in climate change and human the rise in human human population like also affects climate change but why? Why are these people so fucking dumb? I just don't understand. Like, why? It doesn't, it doesn't have anything to do with you, ho. I like, know. mind your business. Mind I love, your business. I love the, like, meme that says, like, you don't like abortions? Don't fucking get one. <laughs> like, Bruh. Just, like, leave me alone. Like, you don't have to have my uterus. It's my uterus. You can do whatever you want with yours. Like, I don't care. It's your uterus. Like, do whatever you want. What you gonna do with all them babies? Hmm? What you gonna do with them? <laughs> what you gonna do with them? Huh? Are they gonna turn into more shitty people like you? I just don't. I don't need it. I don't need it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's, that's all I have to say about that. But we're not done, Paris. We're not done with the sex scene, okay? We're no, almost no, no, done. No, no, We're no. not Keep done. Going. They're coming. They're coming. It's amazing. Fuck. She's <clears throat> getting fucked in her mind and her vagine. Wow. They orgasm. It's beautiful. But they're not fucking done. She literally just says, do it again. And then like that, he's hard again. He's just ready to go. And then yeah. they like smash on the floor. On her, while she's on her stomach, which is my favorite. That's my favorite. <laughs> I like all the sensation of like my body being pressed against, like a, being like just sandwiched yeah, in the floor. Yeah, that's my favorite. It feels really, it feels really like comforting and good. So I was like, God damn! And I wish she'd given a little bit more, uh, a little bit more description on that, because I don't think we've explored that position in this series yet. Maybe it will come up in the Nessian book. Maybe. Maybe Cassian will just smush Nesta if I'm lucky. <laughs> if I've been a good girl this 2020. If I make enough donations to Mark Kelly, maybe. Maybe it'll happen. It's also <laughs> not fair because she even says in the book, she's like, man, it made me so thankful for like immortality and like fey stamina because he was like, Ready to go again. Yeah, she's Which, like, I've never been more thankful to have a male partner than in this moment when yeah. 20 <laughs> seconds after he came, he's hard again and he's ready to go. And I'm like, you're disrespectful. You're disrespecting all of us. not fair. Doesn't happen in real life. Mm-mm. No, there's a refractory <laughs> period. And also, I, I think, like, 
Farah's multi-orgasmic, too. Mm. All the time. Whereas I am, like, one and done. I'm like, get away from <laughs> me. Go away. Everyone leave. Everyone leave. Do you get the devil's clarity? <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. I hated that. When I learned what that was, I was so sad. I was like, the devil's clarity. Do you get that with me? Like, is it? Oh, He's my like, God. No. <laughs> You trying to bounce? (laughs) (laughs) No, not in that sense, but just in like, uh, I'm no longer interested. I'm like, oh, damn. So I have to synchronize. I have to synchronize orgasms. The timing is very important (laughs) for my human body because if I go too soon, then I'm like, like my vagina is just like, we're closing up. It's not even last call. Last call happened and you missed it. Sorry, folks. We're closing early. You don't have to go home, but you cannot stay here. Like a little miniature you pops out and closes some shutters. Legit. Legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, <laughs> we're closing. Goodbye. Goodbye. And then she's done. She's gone. Um, so Pharaoh's multi-orgasmic. And I bet all the Artron sisters are multi-orgasmic as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I can't wait for Elaine and uh, Lucian if they if they do accept the mating bond. Right. Because their sweet vanilla the- sex. No, no, he's from Autumn Court, and they <gasps> fuck with fire in their the veins. Fire. Oh my god, you're totally right. <laughs> like I Elaine forgot. doesn't even Elaine doesn't even know what is coming. Don't you know? Don't uh-uh. even know. Nope. That's funny. Maybe maybe Elaine's a freak too. Maybe Nesta's the vanilla one. It's always the quiet ones, you know. True. True. Yeah. <laughs> and us loud ones too. Also us. Um, <laughs> most people are freaks. I feel like most humans will freaky deaky. Actually, I, yeah, I agree with that too. Most you know? people, I feel like everyone's a freak and there are people who don't accept their freakiness and mm-hmm. then they try to suppress other people's freakiness too. Yeah, that's what's up. Or they suppress their own for too long and then they explode into like super extra freaky, which then people don't really know how to handle and they don't know how to handle and then their life changes significantly. So I'd rather just like emit freakiness from the get-go and just avoid all that trauma. I'm just hearing freak-a-leak in my head. Shanika, Keisha, Tara, (laughs) Deronda, Monique, Christina, Yolanda. That's one of the best songs ever fucking created. It also terrorized me as a child my stepdad bought me (laughs) a quick story my stepdad bought me one of those fat ipods from a pawn shop like a nano no it wasn't a nano it was like the big one it was before the nano it was like the the it was after the nano it was at there was like Uh the nano which was like cool you could buy it in different colors and then there was like the regular ipod and then there was like the big boy that was like thick um, and it had like the most storage. It like had like something oh, like yes. 160 yes, yes. gigs. Yeah, yeah. And I so, remember what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so he bought me one of those as a gift from a pawn shop, but it had someone else's um, music on it. And so I was afraid because it had all these songs that I hadn't heard of, and I found a lot of them that I, that I liked. So I never, I never wiped it and uploaded my own music. I just kept the old songs, and that was the first time I ever heard Freak a Leak. And uh, it's like the most unfeminist song I've ever heard. Cause he's like, uh, he's, I don't remember what the exact words, but he's like, when he's talking about her wanting to get eaten out or if she wants to get eating out, eaten out, he says, buy a dog bitch. Cause I ain't drunk enough to do that. And I was like, Petey Pablo, you're being a bad, bad boy. You're not being a very, um, good partner and I don't appreciate it but I do appreciate this beat. And then, you know, it was history. <laughs> and that 15-year-old me was still, she was gone. But at an early age, I remember being, like, conflicted about the morals in, uh, in Freak Leak by Petey Pablo. Ugh, such a good song, though. Often the things that we denounce in everyday life are the things that turn us on in the sheets, isn't it? Isn't that weird? Isn't that fun? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I have, I have only, I have like a couple more things to say, but they're kind of small things. Please say them. Okay. It, 
the chapter with Moore, there's only one chapter that's from Moore's perspective. Mm-hmm. And um, she, like, sees or senses, like, this dark presence, like a shadow almost, mm-hmm. in a bush, like, on the on her estate, which is yeah. so cool, by the mm-hmm. way. Like, I love her estate with her horses. It's awesome. Yes. Um, what did she see? Like, I want to know what is in the woods. Oh. And is it coming into play later? Or was theory. it just like, yes? It's Briaxis. Oh. It probably is. You're probably right. It's probably that cutie little patootie trying to hide and, and remain sovereign. But I bet he mm-hmm. got a little tuckered out, a little lost, and he's just waiting for Pharaoh to come get him. Yeah. He's like, take me back so I can see my new window. Yeah. Because, like... Her senses were like, do not fucking look at that thing. Don't touch it. Don't look at it. Because I bet if she did, like, surge her power towards it and, like, touch it, she would see her worst, most horrifying nightmares and fears. Fears, yeah. yeah. I bet. That was my, that was my best guess. Was that No, was I think that you're, like, spot on. I didn't think about that at all, but that totally makes sense. I hope it is. I hope it is. If it's not, I'd be really confused. There's also another chapter, uh, chapter six, that is from Moore's perspective, and that's where oh, we learn yeah. what happened to her um, <clears throat> with her like betrothal to heiress of the Autumn Court. I I won't get into that. I honestly, sorry, you're right. I I forgot there there was two. Oh, no, it's all good. I uh, I'm not a huge Moore fan. I just no. I think she's my least favorite member of the of like anyone. <laughs> I think she's my least favorite character. I think Why? She just doesn't have like she wasn't. I don't have enough of her. And I don't know. She's not good at giving gifts. Her <laughs> gift is truth, but she like won't come out to her people. She's like old as fuck. And she's like constantly letting this thing like torment her. I don't know. I was just yeah, like. I, I, I feel you there. I feel like I want Sarah to elaborate more on how her gift is truth because she like never really goes into that except yeah. when Moore is like telling the human queen she's like you know me I am the Morrigan I speak truth and like yeah she says you know oh it's my gift and my curse is truth but at the same time I'm like okay but are, are you saying that you are the one fairy who can't lie because I feel like Moore's told lies before and like yeah. it doesn't Maybe in, like, in very serious situations, she can always be depended on to speak the truth. But I just, I, I feel unclear as to what her gift is. Yeah, I don't really understand that. So maybe in the next book, because, like, it, she does get set up where she's, like, going to go off to the other continent and, like, explore. Mm-hmm. So maybe we will get more, more. <laughs> um, but I was like, I'd rather have Nesta and Cassian. I'd rather have that. Please, I don't really care mm-hmm. about what's going on. With more, which I feel bad. It's not that I, I dislike her. I don't know. I just don't care. I'm apathetic, which is maybe worse than dislike. Mm-hmm. Um, the opposite of um, love is apathy. <laughs> okay, I have another note. Yes. I'm- um, I'm I'm very excited for Farah and Reese to conceive and be parents. Yes. Um, and I think it would be so fun to read about like the inner circle taking turns like watching the baby oh my god (laughs) and like cassian being ready like i'm gonna teach the baby how to spar and fight and amran's like you idiot it's an infant what is an infant you know like she doesn't really even know how to like be around a child same amran same (laughs) <laughs> what are they and elaine is like the best aunt ever oh auntie elaine yeah mm-hmm. I, and Azriel's oh. like very soft and gentle and likes to hold the baby by the fireplace he's the best he's the yeah oh why can't they have a mating mod instead i know i know fuck i totally i i vibe with you on that um yeah yeah dude so many, so many, so much potential. I'm really grateful that I read the series when I did. It would have mm-hmm. hurt. It would have really hurt to have to wait for these books. I feel very grateful that, like, I read these, <laughs> like, the same month that Frost and Starlight came out. Like, I didn't know I was ignorant of that release. And mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, there's a fourth book? Cool. And I really took it for granted. But well, having to wait for um, Silver Flames, I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. 
I have had to wait for each one of them, so it is painful. Just to let you know, yeah, it's it sucks because I re- I mean, a- Amy recommended the first one to me, and then the second one came out like two months or three months later, mm-hmm. and then I have been religiously going to the book bin on the day they come out and purchasing yeah. them, and it's they're like they're like they come in two and three year gaps, like it's 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 rough. I know. God, yeah. Kudos to you, my friend. <laughs> So we have the uh, segue to the next book as well. Yes. Okay. So in the um, little like add-on chapter at the end of Frost and Starlight that is leading us into the new book, um, Nesta is living in her like hovel apartment and Cassian shows up. And he is like, hey, you need to come to the river house. Farah wants to speak to you. And Nesta's like, no, you suck. Go away. And he's like, no, you don't understand. Like, I am here to take you there. And you are coming and no exceptions. So get oh, also, that man. They huh? bought, recent bought Farah a river house. After their sexcapades, oh, yeah. he bought her a, like a destroyed house. And so she gets to build this estate to fit their growing family. And that mm-hmm. is like another, wow, a man who buys you a, a place to DIY. Just shut the fuck up. Stop it. <laughs> uh, so in the next book, uh, we get to see what Feyre has built for their family. Yes, Sorry. I hope we get to hang out there. Yes. Because it's really cool. Um, no, you're okay. But anyways, they, Cassian is like, I know there is a male in here. I can <gasps> smell him. And he's trying to get dressed quietly, but I can hear him. And get him out of here because it's time to go. I'm going to go get you some tea. You get dressed. And then we'll go to the house by like 11. And she's like super offended because she goes, you think I need like four hours to get ready? And he's like, well, you know, you kind of stink. So anyways, uh, he, he goes oh, to get. That's our first like mention besides like under the mountain. That's like someone admitting that someone else stinks. Well, he doesn't say it, but it's like implied. He's like, yeah, you're a mess. Like, oh, okay. you okay. stink. And so he doesn't say like, Nesta, you stink. I'm going to go get you some tea. Like, He's he doesn't like, say that. But you, it's smell, you smell a lot and other people don't like it, but yeah. I still think you well, smell delicious. But then it's like Nesta is, you know, she takes a bath, talks about how she's like finally been able to get into the bath because she has such bad PTSD from being pushed oh. into the cauldron. Um, and she, like, puts on this dress and boots that are, like, wine-stained and they smell, like, kind of mildewy and, and stained. And then Cassian comes in and he's like, dude, do you ever change your sheets? I can smell, like, four or five different males on them. And oh if God. I can smell it, other men can smell it, too. So, like, you all, again, you fucking reek. And then he's like, time to go up to the river house. So he takes her there. And it's beautiful, and there are these the gorgeous twin sets of staircases, and you can see the river beyond. I'm imagining lots of natural lighting. I'm mm. imagining like dark wood and white walls, maybe exposed wooden beams. Oh, um, bitch! <laughs> and there's like all of this furniture that's like handcrafted in Valeris, and these like plushy blue rugs and runners everywhere, and it's gorgeous. Anyways, Cassian walks Nesta into the room with Feyre and Reese and Omrin and Feyre's like hey good to see you again I heard you had like a crazy night last night and Omrin's like yeah girl you reek of sex and like you I know that you've been sleeping around and all this stuff and then yeah and then Feyre's like guess what? I don't want you in Valeris anymore. I am going to send you to the Illyrian Mountains. And Cassian's like, yeah, you're coming to the Illyrian Mountains with me. And it ends. Um, So now we know, like, she's going to the Illyrian Mountains with Cassian. And that's where our next book will most likely mostly take place there. Um, Hopefully we do get some river house as well. But I have, like, problems with this scene because you can probably hear it in my voice. But I don't like all the, like, slut-shaming that's going on with Nesta and, like, Mm. everyone else. And I understand where it comes from. It's they're, like, they love her. They care about her. We think that Cassian and Nesta are mates. So, obviously, like, he's not happy about it, but he's not going to, like, step in and tell her she can't because he 
doesn't want to, you know, cross that line and, and he wouldn't do that to her. But it, I, I still, like, from Nesta's perspective, like, she keeps saying, she's like, I don't want anything to do with you guys. I just want to live my fey existence and, like, do nothing and live in my own sorrow and fuck whoever I want. And that's what I want to do. And, like, I feel like Nesta has every right to sleep with whoever she wants with or whoever she wants to whenever she wants to do it and I I don't like that like everyone kind of comments on how like dirty that is and how dirty she is for like sleeping around with all these guys but like they're fucking they're fae they like that's normal in their culture they have pleasure clubs they have all of this stuff and like I said before I get that Feyre's She's worried about her sister. This isn't normal behavior. She is, you know, thinking that this is because of the traumatic events that they went through that obviously Nesta is, like, spiraling into this very bad place and she wants to help her. But it probably doesn't help by being like, hey, you slut, you stink like cum. Like, I just... (laughs) I don't think that's awful. dirty to me. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I know what you're talking. I know what you're saying, dude. I I wish I had been able to read it because I can't. I don't fucking have it in my book. Um, but yeah, uh, by the sounds of it and from my memory, I didn't think of it like that. Like, yeah, they are like shitting on her for all the dude she's fucking. And like, I think it sounds like it's also more of like a a hygiene and a self-care thing rather than fucking dudes. Cause mm-hmm. like if she had been doing that, but like bathing and doing her laundry and eating and like maintaining, like taking care of herself. I don't think it's really about the dudes like mm-hmm. as much as it is like her being a nasty, dirty little girl. But I also agree with you that like, she is entitled to be a nasty, dirty little girl as well. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's like an immortal fae. And it has not been that long. Like, it's not, mm-hmm. it's been like a couple months since, like, it hasn't been a year, I don't think. Well, yeah. I, I realize the river house has been built. So I actually, I can't, I don't know how it's long been it's over, been. It's been over. So at this point, um, it's autumn time so okay. it we the book frost and starlight takes place in the winter. winter solstice yeah so winter time and it's it's almost been a full year because it's next it's like the upcoming autumn okay so it pretty much has been a year so she's been doing yeah. this for a year i mean like in human term in human time which i feel like both of the um sisters are living on human time still so in human time that's like a hot minute that is a long time to be living in this certain lifestyle but in fey mm-hmm. time a year come on that's nothing how long it's a was, drop in the bucket how long was urian in that ring you know he yeah. was in there for a long time yeah decades so one year of nesta just like reaping the benefits of male contraceptives <laughs> i don't know <laughs> so unfair and you know she she was not groomed to do laundry and shit so she's probably out of her element yeah and she's not working because she's depressed and has ptsd so she can't like afford to hire like housemaids and she certainly doesn't want anything to do with like farah and her just like incessant goodness and like goody two-shoesness and like always doing the fucking right thing so mm-hmm. she's like, I don't want to ask for help from them any more than like I already need. But she does use their money, and to pay her rent and to pay for all of her like sexcapades and um, all of her beer and and wine and stuff. Fair. She like charges charges the like bills to their house. God. And um, but I mean, I think the bottom line of like Nesta at this point, she says that she can't feel anything. She just yeah. like sits like closes the door and slides to the bottom of like to the floor and sits there and just like can't feel anything so yeah like i i don't blame farah for like sending her away because obviously like things aren't getting any better she's tried and tried again to like invite nesta to things but then nesta says like she kind of stopped inviting her after a point so farah probably just felt hopeless and was like fuck it let her do her thing then and then 
eventually was like, well, that's that's not right. Like, this isn't working. You know, we got to do something. So, yeah, I don't blame her. Like, I I probably would have done the same thing if I had been in that situation. Uh, What Feyre did. Um, Yeah. And I mean, if she like has disposable income, Nesta does like. You can figure it out, girl. So mm-hmm. they're both right. They're both wrong. Um, but regardless, it means that we get another book. So Yes. Yes, we do. And it comes out in February. Yes. I'm like, I I wasn't even like sad. Like I was, I was sad that I have to wait longer, that it's been delayed. But I wasn't like, Sarah, what are you doing? Why are you... <laughs> Two more, two more weeks. Like I wasn't, I wasn't I just, a hater. I need, I need the last book before the collapse of society. Like I have to, I have to read it, you know. Bruh, like I would be so fucking mad. <laughs> I would be so fucking mad if, honestly, dude, if the apocalypse hit, I think we could like go to Pittsburgh or like. I mean, I wouldn't really want to spend the apocalypse in Pittsburgh, but I would. No, I, I would feel encourage like it, you and Brady. Bad idea. It would be a bad idea. I would encourage you and Brady to like raid the Bloomsbury Vault or their <laughs> like find out where their manufacturer is. We could find out where the manufacturer is and and find those books, dude. I'm straight up going to Sarah J. Moss's house. Like we're yeah. in the same state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the apocalypse. I'm coming for that book. <laughs> Give me the manuscript. <laughs> Hand over the manuscript. <laughs> I'm like bartering. I'm like, I have a can of beans, Sarah. You can have it. Give me that book. Give me that manuscript. You can have these beans. Right. How did you find my house? Poor Sarah. (laughs) Other people roll up too. You're not the only one. Yeah, it's like me and a horde of fans. Give us And we're all like, like, I have canned beans. (laughs) I have corn. Take my corn, Sarah. Like trying to, like... The new new currency is just right. canned food. Canned goods. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Or like <laughs> fresh vegetables. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I know. I, I'm really hoping the apocalypse doesn't happen. I don't think it will. You don't think so? No. Not yet. I hope not. I don't know. I feel like it's it's coming. <laughs> this sounded know. really ominous. Hang, it's hanging coming. in there. We're just playing it by ear, you know. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that it doesn't hit while we're in Pittsburgh because what a horrible place to be. <laughs> so, like we're dead. Sorry, but we're gone. <laughs> There's say, no way. In in the theme of fantasy time, I've been like, Paris lives in a city. She gets to go out and like explore the city and like go out and like. She could go do things, and I'm just here in this flat city, and she's in a place with big buildings and walking distance of things. And I was on my family vacation, and I asked my grandpa, I was like, you guys like uh, Pittsburgh? And they were like, Pennsylvania? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. Never mind. (laughs) It kind of killed my fantasy, but I, I still hope that you're having a good time at least. Yeah, I mean, I do. I like I, I, I like it here. I think I will like the time that we spend here. Mm-hmm. I would not want to live here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that the transition has been a lot easier for me from Oregon to Pennsylvania than it was from Oregon to Wyoming because mm-hmm. it's so green here, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that it's going to get cold really soon, and I'm not – not exactly looking forward to that, but it is still really green. I mean, like, now the leaves are turning color and they're becoming, like, orange and yellow. But it still green. looks really cool. There's a lot of foliage. In Wyoming, there's, like, nothing but dirt and um, some prairie grass. It's and just theater. And, and a theater department. <laughs> um, oh, that theater department. Yes. Anyways, the... I didn't like living in Wyoming um, that much, but I don't think that I am a city gal. I would so much rather be in, like, the middle of the woods or living near the coast, uh, just, like, away from everybody and, like, having room for a garden. I like our apartment, but I just, I don't think that I would want to live in a big building, even if it was, like, a penthouse apartment. Like, you can't have... 
like a backyard in a penthouse apartment and like having an outdoor space and being surrounded by nature is like it become really important to me so it's cool here but I don't I wouldn't want to live at least not in the city it'd have to be like somewhere out in like the rural areas yeah yeah well I mean you've only got a couple years which is good and then uh, at some point only one year here that's fuck yeah fuck yeah (laughs) so we knocked that out we survived the apocalypse we uh, maintain our reproductive sovereignty and then we retreat to the woods you know we retreat yes and we find some beautiful cabins that we restore um, and uh you know garden god damn mm-hmm. we garden and we have big tanks of like reserved water that we collect from when it rains yes uh, maybe we have some goats and uh, we chickens. brew our own we have, we have chickens. We have an apple tree that goes over the chicken coop <gasps> so they can get the apples. Don't you and then, fucking dare, Paris. No, yes. And they create their own beautiful little ecosystem with the rotting fruit that they eat, which brings bugs, which they also eat. Paris, have I already talked about the apple tree? I've yes, that's what that. I'm okay, telling okay, you okay, about. Okay, okay, okay. okay I'm okay, like I quoting just, what you said to me. That's what I was. I thought. I thought synchronicity was just off the charts right now at this moment, and <laughs> I, I never mentioned that to you. And um, you no, you like, have. <laughs> wow. Okay. Cool. Uh, it doesn't make it any less special, by the way. Thank you for noticing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just know that that's like you experienced that at someone's house once, and you yes. have always wanted to have like a chicken coop that has an apple tree over it because it works that. out so well. Oh, that you was, had that. I'm I sorry. I that. thought that was at someone's house. And then I saw I, uh, I saw someone's house who they had this really cute chicken coop and they had like this kind of runway pasture um, and they had three apple trees that the chickens got to peruse around. So it was like a bigger extended version. And they were just the most beautiful plush chickens. And I bet their eggs were just like a a, a gorgeous like turmeric gold color mm. and I'm sure they were just the most delicious Beautiful. eggs that you've ever fucking tasted <laughs> um so yeah by the way there's this like rumor myth that like chicken chickens do not need to be fertile to lay eggs guys they lay eggs like every day like a healthy chicken lays pretty much once a day and mm-hmm. they, they declines as they get older so like once they hit two or three then it'll be like every couple of days but like they don't you don't need a rooster they just shit out eggs all the time so like i get it if you have an egg issue but like and like you know ethically but if you have chickens or like you want to get chickens or you want to eat eggs Mm -hmm. or you want to buy someone's chickens eggs that's all they do they just shit out eggs yeah, so. I agree. I think that, like, if you have your own chickens and you are taking care of them and you're harvesting eggs every day, I have absolutely no problem with that. Like, that sounds fine. The only downside is, like, eggs are pretty high in cholesterol. But other than that, like, if you're if you're having them in moderation or giving them to your neighbors or something, like, that's awesome. But I just remember like reading something where people were like, "Yeah, well, the chickens, you, you, if you heat up an egg, you could pop out a baby." And I was like, "Only if it's fertilized, bitch." Like people think that all eggs, like chicken eggs, have baby birds in them. And I was like, "Y'all are nuts! Oh my god! Y'all are crazy!" No, chicken eggs are just giant apple seeds. Really, they have the components, but like. <laughs> Well, I would love to have a house in the woods where we have a chicken coop and goats and water tanks and we brew our own kombucha Mm -hmm. and we have wildflowers everywhere and maybe our cabin has a sunroom or like a sun deck where we can sit out and read and drink like sweet tea Mm -hmm. and um, just enjoy nature. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. It'd be wonderful. (sighs) Well, thank you for going on this tumultuous journey with me, Paris. It's taken us some time to get through these books. And I've enjoyed pretty much every second of it. Um, Me too. Again, the series is what, like, brought us together. I mean, it's not what made us meet, but I think it's what made us really, like... I mean, I don't know. We we clicked pretty well, but this is, like, an anchor. This is, like... I think this is like 
when I introduced this series to you and you loved them, I think it brought us so close together because we like share that love and need for like the magical and fantasy and like um, everything that reading these books and like doing this podcast is about. And I don't, I mean, like I have some really great friends, but they don't understand like the feeling of being transported to magical realms and, and um, like, like needing that mm. in their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you do. I do. So I think that, yeah. I fucking get it. I get it. <laughs> and I think my goal, my goal is to like find more things that I can translate from like, the magical realm into my life like oh i'm gonna fuck his face (laughs) bless you oh i'm gonna start over and i think one of my goals is to find the magical in my real life because like as crazy and as shitty and as just like I say crazy and bizarre because it's the only way I can, like, describe it, the, the tragedy that is, like, the United States right now. And tragedy as in, like, the the theatrical sense of the word because there are so many other places that are, are, like, where people are suffering by the masses. And mm-hmm. I don't think, like, we're suffering in a different way, in a way that's relative to how people were living before. Like, white people are having a really hard time right now because like they haven't really had to deal with a lot of shit like 9-11 rolled around and they were like what the fuck is this this invasion of uh safety this disruption in our like lives as a collective as like the whole of the country like white america was fucking shook and then Mm -hmm. like that's how we got like like TSA and shit and then like mm-hmm. the, with coronavirus like the people who deny it they want to believe that this is not a big deal because like white people really haven't had to deal with like something that the masses are like struggling with and suffering with like mm-hmm. we've had you know we've had depressions and, and things like that but generally they've like gone away but this is something that's like pervasive and it like it will be in the psyches of Americans for generations to come. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I say like crazy and wild. Uh, and it, I'm not, I, I, I say that because I, I talk about white people because like I'm not ignoring the fact that like it is really difficult. These are very difficult times. But people of color who have a longer lineage of a different kind of pain, um, mm-hmm. they're not as shook by this. Because mm-hmm. it's been, it's like that is, they've been dealing with other shit that is difficult and terrifying mm-hmm. every day. Um, but that being said, most of us are not being like slaughtered by the masses that, mm-hmm. you know, like in fucking, you know, Syria and like other, yeah. you know what I mean? Like we're doing relatively well compared to the rest of the world. Um, so, there is room for me to find joy and magic in my real life in every like little thing moment. And I'm just Mm -hmm. trying to keep my fucking eyes out because I found that reading these books is still hard and I don't, I want to enjoy them, you know, like I want to enjoy reading these books and not hate my life. I don't, I don't want that. I want both to be good. I want to enjoy yeah. them and like sink in and just be like, oh, fuck yeah. And find I magic here on earth. Yeah. I want that. I need that. I feel that way too. Yeah. Woof. Man. <laughs> and that's on period. And that's sis. on period. Yeah, I think that's fucking it. Thank you, Paris. Yeah. Um, we've got some more books lined up. 
Oh, hell yeah, we do. The next one is Sabriel by Garth Nix. I and I started today. reading it today. Oh, you bit, you did? I, yeah, it's coming in the mail, but I ordered it today. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yes, so I'm really Good, I'm excited. excited for you to get it. Yeah. So we have more books. It is not over, but I'm really glad that we did the series when we did. And then in February, we get to fucking do A Court <sighs> of Silver Flames. Holy shit. Wow, never in my life. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, my God. That will be so fun. That will be probably the first new book that we will do on this podcast. Because, yeah. like, all the other books that we're reading have come out prior, but that that will be, like, the first one that, like, comes out the same year. Yeah. On, like, our same release time as we're doing radar. The podcast. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Mm, I'm so fucking excited, <laughs> dude. Oh my god! Well, this episode is All really right. fucking long. Um, thanks for sticking <laughs> in there, hanging in there, sticking. Thanks for sticking it in there. Oh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. We need it. All right. All right. Until next time. I love Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Or maybe you have creaky hips like a seventy-year-old woman. <laughs> the sound that came out of me Fallon but <laughs> holy shit I I don't know your hips your hips no, I didn't say mine I just said I said that could be a problem that some people might have I hear that's really common it's in not, 20 year olds that your, it's your super, super common your hips and, and your knees they pop sometimes <laughs>